about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton and welcome to another Your Harrogate Podcast where we love to feature the best of life in Harrogate and beyond. That's what we're all about. That's what you will get and the best variety of music if you listen via DAB, the app, smart speaker, online too at yourharrogate.co.uk. Thanks very much for supporting these podcasts. We are closing in on our 300th episode. But for this one, as we like to do at the end of the week, focus on a bit of local football. So brace yourself because there's plenty of fixtures. We'll work backwards from Sunday. So this is Sunday the 22nd of October. Ripon City Ladies are up against York City Ladies Development. Nairsborough Town Ladies taking on Leeds City AFC. Boroughbridge Ladies, good luck to them. They're at Rangers Athletic LFC. Harrogate Railway Ladies are away at Thackley. And Harrogate Town Ladies play at NERWFL Reporting. I've never heard of them either, too. Don't worry. On Saturday, before that, Harrogate Railway, the men are at home against Ollerton Town. Nairsborough Town are involved in the FA Vars first round action against CM Red Star. And before we go any further, we're focusing a little bit on Harrogate Town. They've got a long trip south. They're against Colchester United. And one man who has been with the club for a good while now, Jack Muldoon, has reached his 250th appearance. I hopped on a call to grab a word with him. Jack, first of all, congratulations. 250 appearances for town. How does that feel? Yeah, it felt good. Obviously, when I first signed at the club, it wasn't my first intentions, but you know, you just want success straight away, don't you? So yeah, to get to the 250 was the ice on the cake. So another 250 in your legs? Yeah, you'd like to think so. Uh, so see how we get on, obviously training every day and just trying to be in contention to get in, in the team. So see how it all pans out. How tricky has it been recently, the fact that you've been used more as a an impact player, coming on as a as a sub, particularly if you look at the Stockport game, for example, fairly late on? Yeah, I don't, don't mind it. Obviously, you, you want to play as a footballer, don't you? So um, you'll always be a little bit downhearted about it. But at the same time, the lads are doing well. So it's just one of them that you just got to be patient and, uh, and see where that gets you. Amongst those 250 appearances... How does the current form rank for you? Where do you think that you need to improve as a team? Well, I just think we've got a, a strong squad at the minute. I think we're probably as strong, strong as we've ever been. Obviously, the strongest when we were was when we had Jack Diamond and Fallowfield and them types of players where we'd all played with each other that long and uh, we all had a bit of quality within the team. Now, we've got to that stage where we've got players that can play higher up the league. So, I think we're at a good stage in in uh, Arrogate's career at the minute for, uh, for pushing on really And how was the Stockport game I know we've already mentioned obviously you only had a few minutes on the pitch but uh, sitting on the sidelines and, and watching it how do you think the lads fared? Uh, yeah it was um, it was okay obviously Stockport are a, a brilliant club and they're, they're a big club aren't they um, they've got a good manager and, and the quality of players that they have in, in the group you obviously you saw Kyle Wharton and Paddy Madden to come off the bench the last 25 minutes or whatever it was and they're the types of calibre the strength and depth and that that, that them types of clubs can hold by so they're always going to be a strong team and they're going to be obviously strong favourites aren't they so take the loss was a bit of a frustrating one but at the same time you just you've got to realise where we're at compared to a team like Stockport 
with your time at the club, um, I think there's maybe an obvious answer to this, but um, your highlights, was it promotion, lifting the FA Trophy, or has there been other standout moments for you? No, I just think, uh, I think consistently throughout my Harrogate career, I've always produced goals and produced assists, so, and I've always managed to stay fairly fit. So the, the highlights really have been able to withstand the 250 games over five seasons five seasons and 13 games do you know what I mean so that's nearly 50 games a season you can obviously count the cups and they've been up there but to actually be able to put myself out on the field week in week out is is one of them really that I'm, I'm more proud of really Absolutely, it's no mean feat at all. And then off to Colchester, long trip for you all. Have you got an overnight stay this coming weekend? Yeah, we're all off down in the morning. Standard procedure, go to Starbucks, meet the bus, <laughs> travel down. It'll take, take about three and a half hours to get down there, but we'll train on the, on the way down somewhere um, and then just rest up for Saturday morning. And you look at Colchester's form, not great for them at the moment. So I know when you come up against teams like that who are struggling towards the bottom of the table, it's always a, a potential banana skin. But where do you think that the key battles can be won? Well, obviously, front and back, really. Um, I think the players that we brought in at the back and the players that we brought in up, up front have, have sort of changed our, our style of play and obviously our confidence moving forward. So I just think... If we put out a professional performance, I think we should we should beat them. Like, but you, like you say, you never know. I don't think we've won a game there yet as a Harrogate Town player or as a club. I don't think we've won there yet. So, you know, they, they, these are the types of places where you might have a bogey team. We seem to be Mansfield's bogey team, don't we? So, yeah, I, think Colchester could be a, I think Colchester could be a potential one, but we've just got to go, uh, go there as professional as we can, really. But that said, you put to bed the uh, the bogey side that was Salford City earlier this year. So maybe it's the yeah, season to exactly. beat your bogey teams. This, this is what I'm saying. We can uh, with the, with the strength we've got at the minute. Hopefully, we can uh, we can push on on Saturday and get at least a point. I think if we come away with a point, we should be proud of ourselves. Really, this is the Your Harrogate podcast. Thanks very much if you made it thus far in this podcast. My name is Pete Edgerton and you can hear me every single weekday on your Harrogate radio between 10 and 2. Now we move from football to a body that has been going since 2012. Sporting influence who, in essence, improves social skills through sport. And since 2020, they've had the community interest company, the Sporting Influence Foundation. To find out more about this, I've been speaking to Project Management Manager Neil Atkinson and first of all director David Moss. Yeah, well, Sport and Influence is a, a business that works in your community across schools in in Harrogate, York, and the Borough Bridge area in particular, and Ripon. We work in the school time at upskilling teachers and giving them help with their lessons and providing competitions across the schools. We're really passionate about delivering high quality PE, and we do that. Um, with a real emphasis on developing social skills through sport as well. Our school time is working in the schools and then we deliver holiday camps, childcare camps, that's based at Asheville. Uh, So every school holiday we're at Asheville and again a really safe professional environment for your children to come to and have fun, make friends and develop those really important social skills. That's across every school holiday. And then what we're here to talk about today is our our foundation. So the foundation was set up three years ago now 
and we're doing lots of really positive things in the community, working with children and families that need a bit more support, and we're using sport as a tool to try and engage them and, and give them opportunities. And some of that that you've just mentioned, David, as well, took place over the summer, Neil. So just to explain more, because there's been some really good things happening, hasn't there? Yeah, we've had a fantastic summer this summer, using some funding that the Department for Education offer out called the Feast Funding. We've been able to provide 135 free places at our holiday camps through the foundation. And part of the free places is each child who comes gets a free meal as well. So we gave out 135 free lunches. So it's been really good. And part of what we do is we talk about healthy eating, we get our children active, and we just want to create a positive environment around physical activity and food. How receptive have the children been to to that? Because I mean, you see them at school, they're almost telling mums and dads and, and guardians what to do, what they should be eating and what they can't eat and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. The dialogue that's been going on has been fantastic. There's just some really positive conversations. And because we've linked sport and healthy eating together, we've even had conversations about how your diet changes depending on the activities that you do. And some days you need more food and some days you need less food. And it's all about creating a healthy, balanced diet that matches the activity that you're doing that day. And to actually get to this point where you are now, what have been the main challenges facing you? Well, funding is always a big main challenge, and it's really good that in the Easter, summer and at Christmas, the Department for Education provide this funding to provide a free school meal, which children would normally get in term time. We provide that in the holidays. But really, the biggest challenge is trying to make sure that the half-term holidays, we can do just as much as we do in the other holidays by providing the free places when the funding's not available. And I know that you've had people already step in and help you. So just tell us about some of those businesses, some of those individuals too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're really, really positive feedback and we've had some great donations from people like the Harrogate Roundtable and the In Collection. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to fill those gaps where we haven't got the funding from the government and try and get them to help and local communities and local businesses to act as one big community and support these children who need it most. And haven't you had as well a, uh, a superstar from Starbeck step up to the mark? Yes, we've had Christine, the community champion at Starbeck Morrison's, and she's been just really helpful. She's provided extra fruit and snacks, which has just added to the children's pack lunches. So it's just great to see somebody in the community stepping in and, and helping out as well. So what's coming out? I mean, looking ahead, obviously, people's minds are very much on October half term. What are you guys, what's all the team kind of getting stuck into? Yeah, so October half term, we, we have our next camp, and that's at Asheville College. That's from Monday the 30th of October through to Friday the 3rd of November. Um, Nearly booked up, but there are still some places left for anyone else that wants to get a place on that particular camp. We've got a group of children that are going to be very kindly funded, as we mentioned before, by the Harrogate Roundtable. They do a lot of work in the community, sometimes gets unnoticed, but some of the fundraising events that you might be familiar with are the firework display on the Stray and the beer festival. So some of that money that they've raised there is going towards straight back into the community and and raising funds to help children uh, like we've mentioned. So that's the October half-term camp. We've got the the money from the round table, which is helping to fund a group of children to, to come to that particular camp. And for anybody who's not actually been to these camps before, what can parents, guardians and and the children who are partaking in it, what can they expect? Yeah, just a really, really active, positive, fun environment. So Asheville College has undoubtedly got the the best sports facilities in in the Harrogate area. 
we get to use all of those. So the swimming pool, the AstroTurf, the playing fields, the sports halls, the classrooms. Um, we have a real mixture of activities. So we have chill-out zones and arts and craft so that the children aren't running around all day. They get time to chill out and chat. And then we also have just about every sport you can imagine. You know, we're expecting good weather, October half-term camp. So 95% of the time the children are outside having fun in the fresh air. We have a real emphasis on on developing social skills. So within that fun environment, we really consistently rewarding and looking out for opportunities where the children are showing determination. We reward them with wristbands. Some children really work hard at trying to achieve a determination wristband. And we think that if children are working hard at our key social skills, such as determination and respect and friendship, then it makes the camp a really happy and friendly place to be. So as well as the fantastic facilities, it's a real opportunity for children to make friends and have a positive, structured but semi-structured time over holidays. One thing that we're really proud of is that the majority of our staff who come, and one thing that we are confident is that the children are safe and active because our staff in the most are all qualified teachers. And I imagine most of the children who come recognise the faces who are working there because we're working in the schools with them anyway. And especially when we're leading the foundation and we're having children come in who may have come from a challenging environment or had a challenging circumstance, it's really good to know that Spot and Influence camps provide safe and active, fun environments for children. And I think that was so apparent when I briefly popped through in the summer to Asheville. We are very lucky, aren't we, as, as, as an area, the facilities that we've got available. Mm. But the fact that, like you mentioned there, David, that it's not just about playing football or playing cricket, tennis, stuff like that. There are other activities going on to encourage that chat and encourage that mental well-being too. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we the, the children at the start of each day really contribute to the choices that we are making. So we sit down with our groups and the children almost have a vote on what activities they'd like to do. And we try and make sure that every child gets something that they really want to do during that day. So it's very flexible and we work with the type of children that we've got on that particular day. I always speak to different football groups and, and, and various ones, and we've t- spoken about, obviously, the influx in, in interest since, let's say, the, the Women's Euros, the Women's World Cup, those kind of events, the Rugby World Cup, obviously. Mm. Has that helped you? Have you seen a, a change in people and, and children wanting to partake in activity? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we certainly see a real enthusiasm around that particular time, you know, when the Women's World Cup was on. You do see a real, you know, an increase in the enthusiasm, I suppose, of the of the girls in particular. I know in Harrogate, through my daughter, that the girls' football locally is, is thriving as well, and Rachel Daly's had a, a lot to do with that as well. So, yeah, we do see that, and um, it's fantastic when there's that extra enthusiasm based around, uh, you know, the successful women's cricket team or the, the women's... Um, football team so yeah it does definitely pass down into what we see in schools and at our camps as well so going forward then gentlemen where are we at obviously October half term very much the plan is setting stone and that's all all sorted out but then looking ahead into 2024 what else do you need from the local Harrogate community yeah so as you mentioned the 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 round table have been very kind for October in February, we've got a fantastic new sponsor, 
that we've been introduced to, which is the In Collection Group, and they've donated really, really kindly to a, a group of nearly 60 children that are going to be attending camp at February half term, which is fantastic, and that's 60 children that will have a really positive experience. So our next focus is, is May half term, the last half term of the school year, and we're really, really looking for anybody out there, a local business that really, really has an interest in sport, an interest in children, an interest in the community, and providing some some funding that will allow a group of children to come to that camp at May half term. So anybody out there that would be interested in that, it would be fantastic if they can get in touch through our website at sportandinfluence.com. And just remind us again, David, with regards to the children who are going to benefit from the things that you guys offer and that ultimately that funding from the businesses will uh, will result in, how are those children chosen? Yeah, well, it's, it, it really is the children and the families in particular that need it just then. So in the school end of term holidays, as we mentioned, the, the feast funding comes through and, and that's for children that are on free school meals. So those children get the opportunity to come to camp at summer, Easter and Christmas, and that's funded by the feast. But what we're looking for are local businesses to help fill those gaps on the half terms, so October, February and May. And in those half terms, we work closely with the schools and the head teachers. So because we're in those schools every week, we know the children, we know the families, and we know the head teachers well enough that they can identify maybe a particular family that are struggling just at that moment. It might be half that half term, that family have had a really bad news. It might be a bereavement. It might be a loss of job. It might be the fact that, that a parent needs to work over that period of time and the children need to be looked after. But the head teacher knows exactly who those families are. So we know that that money is going to exactly who needs it at that time, which doesn't always happen with, with funding. So yeah, any businesses out there that, that do put sponsorship in, it's going to exactly who needs it at that particular time of the year. And I also think it's really nice to know that that money that they put in is staying local, yeah. which a lot of businesses love. So just reminders of the, the website again for businesses who are interested as to how they get in touch. Yeah, so if you want to see any of the work that we're doing, um, you can follow us on, on across social media on the Sport and Influence platforms. But our website is sportandinfluence.com and you'll see the foundation page on there and just to get in touch through the, the contact page on the sportandinfluence.com website. 